0: Welcome to Truly Fit. Welcome to the Truly Fit Podcast, where we interview experts in fitness and health to expand our wisdom and wealth. I am your host, Steve Lasciuta, co founder of Truly Fit and author of Fitness Business 101. As a reminder, on Thursdays, it is just me talking about something in the health or fitness or business realm, something I either touched on previously with a guest or something that is trending online or maybe a question written in by a listener that I want to talk about. On Thursdays, excuse me, on Mondays are the interview episodes where I have on an expert in fitness or health or medical or business and we talk about one particular subject. I did not do last Monday episode. I skipped it. Why? Because it was Father's Day weekend, and I didn't feel like doing some of the editing uh, that went along with the episode. So I just I pushed it a few weeks. No big deal. And uh, for my mental health, I need to walk away from the podcast here and there and say it's better for me to spend time with my family than to even even though it only takes me sometimes an hour to review a podcast and edit it and go through the process. Now that I'm I've been doing it so long, sometimes I don't want to spend that hour. I want to spend an hour with my daughter or my wife. So anyhow. Today, I'm going to talk about a few things that have been on my mind. And then uh, Monday's episode is going to be with a commercial real estate expert, specifically in the health and fitness business realm. He helps out people who are buying space or leasing space for gyms or for health or dentistry or some sort of medical businesses. So he has a really good idea of what's important and what's not because there is a difference. And he's going to explain why it might be different than just a normal commercial real estate building. What you need to think about in advance, both business wise and let's say commercial real estate building wise. So today, first, I I'm talk a little bit about. Uh, I talk about this often. I worked in public relations, and I majored in public relations. The definition is creating and maintaining relations between an organization and its constituents through strategic two-way communication, and that's just a fancy way of saying being honest, being truthful, being upfront. And a, a lot of that has to come with, uh, let's say, crisis PR when something goes wrong with a company. That you have to get out in front of it. You don't lie. You want to uh, attack first, so to speak, and say hey, this is what went wrong. We're really sorry. We're fixing the issue. Maybe there's a recall on an item. Hey, we're sorry. Something happened on our factory level production of the of the process of the item. And it looks like there might be a, a defect or a default in this. And we're going to go ahead and make sure that we fix this problem. Everyone don't use this item and we're going to send you a refund. Uh, it happened with my stroller recently. I found out that if you, if I were to use, I have a single to double stroller, that there was something wrong with one of the bars or the axles. If you decide to use the double stroller, they want you to send it back and they would send you a new one for free. So uh, that's how good companies Advance because there is there are there's, there's no there's no lying they're upfront with their customers so they know oh if I buy this product again and there is actually anything wrong with it they're going to refund me anyway I don't need to and you build that proper relations and trust and I think you know with clients people don't always do that they try to hide the truth I just went in to uh, get a checkup on my finger and my physician told me hey listen uh, it's not completely fused yet we thought the bone would be fused by now. But sometimes it does take more time with the angle of that your fingers in. No, we're not we're not concerned with it yet. Wait another six weeks, and he was just very upfront. You You have to be honest with what is going on at the current time, and and people have been. Uh, writing into the National Academy of Sports Medicine uh, forums on Facebook and saying, hey, you know my clients haven't been reaching their goals or they're not trying hard enough. I know that they're eating properly on the wrong ends and they're doing X, Y, and Z. And, and I, I, I don't know when the right time is to bring this up. It's, it's, it's always OK to bring it up. Everyone's going through tough things. I'm not telling you that uh, you should be harsh with your client, that you should say, hey, you need to get back on track. No, that's the opposite of what you should say. You should You should bring it up as a we or an us instead of them. Hey, it looks like we aren't reaching our goals. Together, I want to make sure I, I look, I was looking back at your initial consultation form that said, Hey, your goal was to make sure that you had, you know, uh, X, X amount of workouts per week and that you felt really healthy and you felt good. And it looks like you, you've only been getting two workouts per week, not the four what's been going on. How, how can I help here in this process? Is there anything I can do on our, my end to make sure that we get to our goals of you working out four days per week? And then your client might say something to the effect of, Hey, listen, I just been having a tough month. Uh, work has been grinding me. I've been doing extra overtime, so I haven't been sleeping well. Or, hey, I have this problem with my, you know, my child is you know, on this traveling baseball team and, you know, I'm, I'm up all night, you know, driving from point A to point B and I just, I, I, I'm i exhausted. So I haven't been able to work out as much. But at least you have that conversation up front and you, and you know what's going on rather than just letting that linger in the background and being on both of your minds that they're not reaching their goals. Sometimes they think it's, uh, I've had clients before who wanted to stop working out with me because they felt they were letting me down. <laughs> They're like, Steve, I'm letting you down. We're not getting to our goals. I said, no, 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 no. This is a we process. Like, it's never you. It's never me. It's a we. Like, we're in this together, and we have to work together, and we, we need that strategic two-way communication where I am bringing this up when I f- find something is wrong because I care about your long-term health and wellness. And then you could also come to me and tell me when things are off. And there's an ebb and a flow. I've had clients I've worked with now for over 10 years. It's unbelievable. I can't even fathom in my head, but I have. I have clients I've worked with for 11 years at this point. And they have things that go on in their life where they'll disappear for no joke. Like four or five weeks just disappear because they have a lot going on. And I know that they're going to text me and come back. And this is somebody who, uh, this client I'm thinking of in particular, stays in really good shape all year round. So I'm not worried about it. They're doing things on their own. But as far as the, the be able to book virtual training sessions, they're just very busy. They have a lot going on, so they can't always do it. Sometimes they get five or six in a week, and sometimes they disappear for four or five weeks. And that's okay. And the, this is the, this is how life works. There's an ebb and a flow. Sometimes you have to cater your schedule to your client's schedule. And as long as you don't believe it's deleterious to their long-term health and wellness, then you you fall into that regimen and you do what you can to help your client long-term and again this this all comes down to the communication of being honest and upfront so that we don't we're not we're not sweeping things under the rug and that we're dealing with it and we're addressing whatever issues are going on with our clients because if we don't have their psychological health in mind then we don't really have their best or their best interest as far as their physiological health because they're both connected we need to know what's going on that's why I always talk about the update phase if you're a personal trainer or anybody in the health and fitness industry whether you're a nutritional counselor or a registered dietitian or a life coach when you have that initial call with your client, that update phase, it always needs to be casual up front. Hey, how's everything going? What, what are you doing? Tell me what's going on in life. Because typically that will, that will guide you to what your next steps are. Everything shouldn't be pre-planned. If your client says, hey, listen, I've had a really, really bad week. Uh, my grandfather died. I, just, I was, wasn't sure I'd be taking it this way, but I'm taking it harder than I thought. Well, now you might have to pivot. If for some reason you were going to have a tough conversation with them, this isn't the time. You can't have a tough conversation right now. If for some reason you had a really tough workout plan for them, this isn't the time for a tough workout. This is the time for a workout in which they enjoy. They love kickboxing. They love uh, circuits with uh, treadmill and body weight. That's what you do that day to cheer them up. So uh, that update phase, that initial conversation is so important before every session, before every phone call with your client. Secondly here, I want to talk a little bit about My personal anecdotal experience, I'm not going to hit you with all the science here, but my personal anecdotal experiences with over 30,000 hours of training working with clients about how to fix problems like lower back issues. Now, that's a very general, vague term, lower back issues. What could it be? It could be a host of different things. But almost always, in my experience, it's a strengthening issue. It's not a stretching issue. Whether it's sciatica, whether it's lumbar issues, whether it is a uh, a glute issue or a piriformis issue, it doesn't matter. A nerve issue, it's almost always strengthening, and we fee- we get relief from stretching. We get relief from manipulation chiropractic action. I get that. That's relief, short-term relief, but that doesn't fix the problem. We need to look at the root cause. I talk about this a lot. I have a whole podcasts on the root cause of an issue. And the root cause is almost always weakness. Now, what people sometimes forget or they don't even understand, certainly the general population, but even people who are in the fitness industry, you can be both weak and tight. People associate uh, tightness with strength, right? So if my chest is really tight, I don't have good range of motion through, through my shoulder or my arm. They go, Oh, it's cause he's so strong. He benches too much. His chest is tight. Yeah. That could be the case in that, in that, in that particular instance, but you could also be weak. That muscle can be shortened and it could also be weak. It doesn't always have to be because it's tight and you're too strong there and people don't understand that. And that's a lot of the issues that are going on in that pelvic region and the adductors and the you know, piriformis and the glutes, all the sort of global stabilizers around your hips, a lot of times they're short and weak. And yes, we need to lengthen them, but we need to strengthen them. And people overlook this because they'll do a stretch or two, they'll get down the figure four piriformis stretch, they'll do some cobras, they'll do some yoga, and be like, oh, everything loosened up. Yeah, because you're lubricated and you're moving around but you'll wake up you know the next day and you'll do something and your back is going to hurt again because we're not fixing the root cause the root cause of the issue is almost the thing it's almost always that things are shifting because you're not strong enough in that area and you have to start to strengthen Right, it, uh, people will talk a lot about muscle imbalances. When we have muscle imbalances. They think, oh, well, it's because something is short and something is weak. The the agonists and the antagonists are off, and then there's a compensation and synergistic dominance. So if I just stretch and lengthen the one muscle, and everything will even out. No, that's not your body's Your body's going to fight back to the the root cause, the issue that's causing that hasn't been fixed. You just did a short-term fix by lengthening. The, the agonist muscle and the antagonist and putting them into the proper, you know, whatever you have reciprocal inhibition and you put them in the right place for a short period of time. But that's not that it's going to go back. The, the, we have to find the root cause. And sometimes and when if you want to take two steps back and the root cause is usually uh, like, let's say, an, an actual action that's going on. You're driving too much. And while you're driving, you're you're in an awkward position you have one leg that's too far extended, one leg in, your arm is up high. Or the way you sit down in in, the, in your particular chair at night, that same spot, you're always leaning to your left. You're always carrying your kid in your right arm, right? There's these actions we don't think about day to day. It's almost always with my clients. They think it's something they did in the weight room. Their problems almost always come back to their day to day lifestyle, things they're not thinking about. I have so many clients who hurt their shoulders and they're like, oh, I don't know what's going on my shoulder. What'd you do this morning? I walk my dog. Oh, what, tell me about your dog. Well, he's 130 pound Malamute. Oh, does he listen to you? No, he pulls me the whole time. Oh, what what, what arm do you walk him with? My right arm. What what shoulder hurts? Okay, do you think it's your hundred thirty pound Malamute yanking at your arm every morning, or do you think it's the twenty minutes of um, shoulder exercises you did last week? So we have to we have to remind our clients it's usually the day to day stuff. Again, that's the that's the beginning of the root cause. That's the action of the root cause. But I'm I'm talking about the secondary thing. Is why are these things shifting around? What's going on? Almost always when we're talking about sciatica, lumbar issues, any and any sort of hip. Uh, local global stabilizer issue comes down to weakness. We need to work on strengthening those things. And if you're somebody who doesn't know those exercises, well, then then send ship them off to somebody else who does. Floor Pilates certification will teach you more than enough. Obviously, I have someone who's talked about reformer Pilates on here, and that could obviously help as well. But even just getting a floor Pilates certification or taking a few classes, you can start learning about those musculature in that area and being a little bit more adept. And if not, again, ship them out to somebody who does know. Obviously, you can go to a pelvic floor therapists and specialists, and and just talk to other people. Learn, learn these exercises and understand that the small muscles matter, and that it's uh, you can be short and tight. And sometimes we have to lengthen and strengthen. And usually, more often than not, when we when our clients have lower lower back issues or issues in the mid part of their body, it is not a stretch that is going to fix it long term. It is strengthening. This has been an episode of the Truly Fit Podcast. Thanks for listening in. See you guys Monday. Thanks for joining us on the Truly Fit Podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review on your listening platform, and feel free to email us. We'd love to hear from you, social at trulyfit.app. Thanks again.